You're listening to the Better Health Podcast with April, a platform dedicated to coaching women in areas of health, lifestyle, and legacy by speaking with leading health and wealth experts and with the goal to inspire women to thrive in their lives today and in the future. Now, on to today's episode. Hey guys, welcome to Better Health. Today it's Caitlin and I, and we are talking all things sleep and how it has such a huge effect on our hormones and our cycles. So welcome, Caitlin. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be back. And you know what? It's amazing how um, we don't really think that sleep matters that much, do we? You know, we might just like take it for granted a little much, I think. 100%. And like, especially if you're a go-getter woman, I feel like you almost tell yourself, oh, I don't need that much. And I, I don't have time to like go to bed at a certain time to get eight hours. And we really do take it for granted. But let me tell you right now, it's a huge effect and impact on not only your cycle, but also how you show up in the world. So um, diving into that, like starting off, like I would just love to just talk about how it affects the LH hormone, luteinizing hormone. And I don't know if you know much about that, Caitlin, but like I was, you know, I've read up on it and everything and our LH hormone goes based off our circadian rhythm. And so it's actually released during a certain time in the night. And I think it's around like midnight. So if you're not getting to bed at a certain time that delays it, or it just like, you know, stops it altogether from actually being produced and the LH hormone actually releases an egg in the follicle and helps with ovulation. So what's insane is the fact that like, let's say you don't get the full eight hours and you're really skimping on your sleep. You're not going to produce enough LH and if any, and then you're not going to ovulate. And if you're trying to conceive, like that's a huge factor right there of not being able to conceive because you just aren't ovulating and it's just crazy. So I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, Caitlin, but. You know, I think that that's amazing um, how much it really affects our fertility and our overall health. And it's not just for women, because I was reading up on a study for men. And if a guy loses, you know, gets one night's um, bad sleep, then it will decrease his testosterone to by 50%. I mean, that's just crazy. Actually, that's so crazy. You bring that up because I was listening to podcasts and it was talking about men's health and, you know, it takes two to tango. It's like 50, 50 when you're trying to conceive. And they did a study on like college age men that were getting regular sleep and their testosterone levels were, you know, fine. And testosterone is actually released the most during sleep. And then they actually restricted their sleep to like five hours or less. And yeah, like you were saying, their testosterone levels went way down and, you know, men obviously want to have a lot of testosterone because that's what makes them manly. Exactly. And so not only is it affecting our hormones, you know, but it is also when we're not, when we are not getting enough sleep, it's increasing our stress levels, right? So it's affecting our cortisol levels, which is tied to that circadian rhythm that you were talking about. And just overall, in general, you're going to wake up the next morning and then get into this vicious cycle of feeling groggy in the morning, needing that coffee or that extra boost to really get you going. Then you're going to feel like this wired and tired, you know, all through the day. Maybe you're going to have to consume like that, you know, sugary snack to keep you going. And it's just really a vicious cycle when you don't get enough sleep. 
hundred percent. And like you bringing up the fact that it'll stress your body out more, um, not getting enough sleep and having enough melatonin being produced and all that, like not having enough sleep builds inflammation and stress. And then that in turn affects your blood sugar levels. And you, you spike your blood sugar a lot more when you get less sleep. And you may think, well, you know, what does that have to really do with anything? Well, I'm just thinking of like the second half of our cycle, when we're trying to produce progesterone, our progesterone like is really sensitive. And if your blood sugar is off and your insulin levels are off, you're not going to produce enough progesterone. And progesterone is really important for like, you know, just certain functions in your body, um, you know, producing more of that uterine lining and, you know, really having a full term um, cycle, a monthly cycle. And so it's just crazy how losing sleep can affect so many areas, you know, insulin levels, stress, and your inflammation. Yeah. And then even, um, while you're sleeping, your immune system is the most active while you're sleeping. So think about when you get sick, your body shuts you down and you end up sleeping, you know, all day long you're sleeping because your body has to shut you down to make sure that your immune system is going to be working. Your digestion is not going to be working so hard. That's why we don't eat a lot when we're sick. We just need to sleep and rest and recuperate. Right. So if you're not sleeping a good quality or quantity, then your immune system is not going to be able to do its job. Yeah. And that's, that's huge. Like, especially during the winter when, you know, you're trying to have a good immune system to fight off flus and everything and like melatonin, I, I once did a, like a research paper in college all on melatonin levels and like breast cancer. Wow. It was, yeah, it was crazy. I don't know why I picked the topic um, because I wasn't as into hormones back then, but it's cool now that I know it all. And they did a study on like nurses that do, you know, the night shift or, you know, waitresses or bartenders that are up during the nighttime. And so they're getting all that artificial light and it's inhibiting their melatonin levels. And when you're not getting the proper melatonin, the proper, um, you know, circadian rhythm type of sleep where you actually go to bed when it starts getting dark and you wake up when it gets light, it throws it all off and you're actually way more susceptible to breast cancer because melatonin is in turn like a hormone. And then it also is like an antioxidant. And so it keeps inflammation at bay. And so now I'm thinking about, you know, all those type of women that have those shifts, but then also like everyday women that are on their cell phones or their laptops and getting all that blue light that is telling your body that it's not nighttime yet. And so melatonin isn't produced and then you don't produce enough. So you don't sleep right away because you're not producing the melatonin and then you have inflammation going on. It's, it's, it's insane. (laughs) Crazy. Absolutely crazy. So April, so what are some of the um, tools that you use to have like a really good quality sleep? Hmm. I like sleep is so precious to me. It's I know. Like, yeah, I, I, yeah, we're a lot of like that. <laughs> and literally it's something I just take care of. So like dearly, it's like a kid to me or something. And, and so like to get a good night's sleep, I definitely don't eat, you know, at like three hours before I'm actually going to go to bed. Ideally it'd be great if I like stopped eating by at least at the most six. Um, and so like, cause I noticed that food really affects how I sleep and falling asleep right away. 
I definitely, you know, maintain a healthy diet because I notice that certain foods will definitely keep me up at night more so. Um, and I also take magnesium in the evening. And then I also take the, a new night supplement that I've talked about before, um, every now and then, and that gives, you know, a sense of calm. It helps produce more melatonin and, um, it has chamomile in it to calm my body. Definitely keep my whole room completely dark, um, because light, the littlest bit of light, like if you have a street light that is coming through your window, that affects your melatonin levels too. So keeping it completely dark. And I, I typically stay off digital devices. I mean, at least an hour before bed, maybe even more. Um, and I just really try to wind my whole mind and body down and not try to think too much, um, not trying to do too much action stuff. I just really wanna prepare my body to let it know that sleep is coming soon. And it's really helped like all of those things and definitely regulating and cycle syncing my hormones have been huge. Um, I've been able to sleep like right away and sleep fully through the night because I've regulated my hormones compared to before they were regulated. So that's, that's kind of a synopsis of what I do. And what about you? Kayla? Love it. Yeah. Love it. Um, yeah. I like to do some similar things to that as well. So I like that magnesium drink, you know, to use, I, I do sometimes like the calm magnesium drink, um, or like a nice cup of herbal tea, you know, um, an hour or so before bed. I don't definitely don't want it like right before bed. Cause then that will get you up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. Right. Yep. Um, <laughs> so sometimes, uh, um, if I am, you know, if my husband's watching a movie and I'm going to join him, then I'll put on the blue blocker glasses. So I'll definitely wear those. Um, you know, but it is just like, getting a good book instead of like a TV, the TV or your phone right before bed. I definitely do not have a TV in my bedroom. Like that would, that's definitely a no for me. Um, so <laughs> just getting, getting yourself relaxed. Like you said, maybe taking like a nice, um, Epsom salt bath, you know, that has the good magnesium in it to help wind you down. Um, a good like lavender essential oil, you could either spray it on your pillow at night, or they make lots of nice salves that you can like, you know, or essential oils, you know, rub on your um, wrist or by your temples, you know, so that's just like really calming and soothing. So those are some good little tips that I use, but normally I'm really um, happy that I have worked my system to fall asleep just naturally. And I think that's when, you know, that things are going pretty smoothly and you don't have a lot of interruptions in the middle of the night, you know, you're not laying in bed, laying in bed, very anxious. Um, you know, of course we all have our, our nights like that when we have different worries and things, but it's just trying to, you know, let those moments go of anxiety and worry. Um, and you know, there's always the next day. So that's, that's always a good thing. 100%. Yeah, those are great. I, I didn't even think about like the essential oils and everything. Because I, I, I love them. I honestly don't use them that often. I've been wanting to put out my um, essential oil diffuser and haven't gotten oh, yeah. to it. Yet I got it for Christmas. <laughs> but like, they're really cool too, and how they work to just calm your body and the different mixtures that there are um, that work in just different ways. So that's a great reminder as well. Yes. Yeah. Any, any other thoughts on sleep before we end the show, Caitlin? You know, so my husband is not a good sleeper. So I think we've just been working on, yeah. And he can get by with like, 
you know, six hours. And he's like, this is great. And me, on the other hand, I'm like, uh, no, I definitely need my solid eight hours, you know, anywhere they say anywhere from seven to nine hours of good quality and quantity sleep is really what you're looking for. So under six hours, I mean, yeah, under seven hours, not so good. So (laughs) we have to work on that. Um, so (laughs) I am with you. Like if it's under eight, I'm always like cringing a little bit. I have a bracelet, the Ava bracelet. Maybe you've heard of it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Super cool. It like helps me to know exactly when I'm like ovulating and it, it literally takes thousands of markers in the night. So in the morning, when I sync it with my phone, it tells me my average temperature, heart, um, rate variability, um, how much sleep I actually got. And so it's, it's so fun. It's super, super awesome for tracking your cycle. It's a little pricey. Um, but I was just like, I I just, I wanted to get it because I really wanted to know my cycle well. And every time when I sync it with my phone in the morning, and if it's less than seven, I'm always like, Oh no. I've got to reset my whole circadian rhythm now. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. And what's crazy about that is actually like in like tied to the whole circadian rhythm and the LH hormone. I was actually um reading up on how women that let's say they travel different time zones, let's say you go overseas for a trip or something many times they won't end up ovulating because their circadian rhythm is just totally thrown off. And I really noticed that with myself when I was coming to Colorado, like I was going back an hour and it like actually affected like when I ovulated and it, yeah, affected my whole cycle. So, you know, yeah, people get discouraged of like, I don't think I'm ovulating or I'm trying to conceive and I can't, well, think about like, have you been traveling a lot? And probably, probably not right now, obviously, but there's stress that deals with that, but, um, have been traveling a lot and like, um, you know, blue light blocking glasses. Am I using the, am I using those or like the flux? It's also called flux on your laptop that you can use that actually dims the lights and blocks a lot of the blue lights, you know, am I using that kind of stuff or not? And that may be really affecting my whole cycle. So just a lot of key takeaways there. Yeah, definitely. You know, and another thing that we have talked about previously um, is to really kind of um, emulate what nature is doing. And so it's, it's still the winter time, you know, it's getting darker, um, you know, much earlier and, um, you know, all of nature is really hibernating and resting. So it's okay to curl up and get into bed earlier, you know, with a good book and just rest and relax and get a good quality sleep, you know? Um, and in the summertime when it's light until eight or nine o'clock at night, then it's okay to, you know, be more active and everything. So try to do what nature does and rest during this winter time. It's a, it's a good thing. Exactly. hundred percent. I, I love it. And I, I definitely try to follow like, you know, nutrition wise, like we talked about before, and then also sleep wise with the season, it's just more natural. It is, it is. And also during um, your menstrual cycle, you know, we've talked about that in the past too. So this is the time to get your good sleep and to tell everybody, nope, sorry, can't do that. Got to work on, you know, my beauty sleep. And (laughs) yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a good time. You have a great excuse, you know, it's winter and you're on your period. So you're going to be, you know, getting that good, deep quality sleep. 100%. 100%. Awesome. Well, this is such a good episode. I love talking about the importance of sleep because I'm such an advocate and I know how it affects my body. So 
such an exciting topic to talk about. And always a pleasure having you, Caitlin. Thank you so much. And to everyone listening, don't forget to subscribe, rate, or review. I haven't really said that lately, but it really does help. So feel free to do that and share it with others. Until the next episode. Bye, guys. Have a good night's sleep. (laughs) 